140 of the All the Books show, where we talk about book news, author news, and literary news, recording at the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. Are you going to pep up, or do we need to go old school and get you a Coca-Cola? That's Eric with a C. Uh, I like it. You know what? What? I have seen more people misspell your name, E-R-I-K, than I've seen anybody's name misspelled. Yeah. And my name is Nicholas and doesn't have an H in it. I always thought C was the common spelling. I thought it was, too. People love putting the K in there. It's really bizarre. But I guess because Mickles has a K. Yeah. It just seems like it happens all the time. Yeah. I so. do feel like I get called E-R-I-K more yeah. than people actually misspell I Mickles. Think, yeah, I think so. so I think so. Mickles, like the pickles. No. Oh. That would be a misspelling. Yeah. Okay. There's no C in Mickles. Well, April is poetry month, folks. So <laughs> we're going to dive into a little poetry discussion later on. Now, as Eric has uh, made very clear to listeners, he's not a poetry fan. So we're going to be talking about yeah. some poetry collections for people who think they don't like poetry or people who just straight up don't like poetry. And I um, don't. We've scoured the internet for some examples here. So we're going to dig into that <laughs> a little bit later. Internet poetry. That's right. Uh, before we before we start the, the body of the episode, uh, <laughs> I think that you've left a cliffhanger out there. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been wondering. I think our listeners have been wondering. Right. Several weeks ago on air, uh-huh. you received a text from your wife asking if you'd figured out why the dog leash was in the bathtub. Right. And you were going to update us on what the situation was. And I... I didn't I share don't, this? No. Are you... Really? Yeah. She thought there was dog poop on it. Oh, okay. And so she put it in the tub. There wasn't. There was no dog poop? No. Wow. It was fine. That was very anticlimactic. Yeah. I'm Sorry, glad man. that I brought that story back. Yeah. But now I know. Yeah. Now I know. It was people poop. But, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What a crazy twist. Yeah. So wait, she thought there was dog poop on it, so she just tossed it in the tub for you? Maybe. Or maybe wow. it was washed. I can't remember. Wow. It's been so long okay. ago. All right. This is like if uh, like George Lucas ended Empire Strikes Back, yeah. waited like 30 years to come back to it without ever rewatching it, yeah. and just filmed from recollection. He's yeah. like, how did I leave Empire yeah. Strikes Back? <laughs> Pretty much. Vader's his uncle? Exact same. Exactly yeah. the same. All right. Well, uh, enough talking I guess that's about how I made the prequels. Dog poop. Fair enough. Speaking of dog poop, the oh, prequels. Snap. Oh Everything connects to everything else. You're right. You're all uh, let's move on to our bookmark segment. Now, I've been, I've had a busy couple of days. All right, go ahead. Here, so let me tell you some of the things that I finished. Mm-hmm. I finished Dirt, which is uh, Stone Barrington number two mm-hmm. by Stuart Woods. This is the prequel to Joe Dirt. No, this is it, the gritty reboot of Joe Dirt. Yeah, yeah. Dirt. Exactly right. <laughs> dirt with a Y. So you know, uh, you yeah. know. Uh, as I mentioned last week, this was a little on the smutty side. Oh, there's always a touch of smut. This one was like the e- everywhere. Stone Bar- any woman who came into contact with Stone Barrington was young, gorgeous, and just desperate to go to bed with him. Mm. Desperate. Great work if you can get it. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess. So, I don't know what these books are about. It was oh, that one was about young women desperately wanting to go to bed with Stone Barrington and something about a tabloid, but. Okay. Uh, I've read some of the, like in the teens. That's so kind of like where a, I started. It was like a character focus. Yeah. <laughs> and they were a lot better. So I think mm-hmm. these, maybe these early books are a little, <laughs> not that the series <laughs> is ever great. Right. It's just one of those things. Like you're like an NYPD read. Why did you uh, point at me when you said that? I didn't which, write those. Which I also read over the weekend. Uh, I read Red Alert, which is book five of NYPD Red. Right. They opted to go for a bold new direction in their titling. Yeah. Uh, originally, this was announced as NYPD Red 5. Why wouldn't you call it NYPD Red Alert? Now called Red Alert. I guess that's too long. Yeah. All right. Anyway, 
Uh, that too was fine and started with a little smut, but that wasn't the main focus. Oh, okay. There was a smutty prologue. Right. Where do I get the smuttier NYPD red? Later. You can just point me in the yeah, direction. That's NYPD dark red. So oh. <laughs> Maroon? Uh, this was, yeah. Yeah, filed right next to Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. Okay. Uh, this was okay. It was right. fine, you know? Yeah. I've liked some of the ones in the series better than this one, and I've liked mm-hmm. some worse. So this was just a, it was a wash is what it right. was. I read uh, Higher Loyalty by James Comey mm-hmm. and was underwhelmed. Mm. Uh, the first chunk was pretty interesting. It was just sort of about like a career in politics and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I got into the stuff with like the election and the Clinton emails and mm-hmm. all that is Donald Trump. But it just, I don't know. I found it ultimately. Exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ultimately unsatisfying because he never really was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that or yeah. or... You know, when everybody has said, like, you shouldn't have done that. He uh-huh. didn't have any sort of, like, maybe it was a mistake. He right. just was kind of like, I did the right thing, what I thought was right. right. And never wavered from that. So it just wasn't... Wasn't satisfying. No, it wasn't satisfying at all. Okay. And it also... Welcome to the of, human condition. <laughs> I know. And, you know, this is a book that he wrote. Right. So you'd think that, like, part of that was to make him come off as, like, likable. But I actually found him, like, less impressive reading the book right. than from just the vague uh he didn't come here to make friends before no he, he didn't. came here to win uh he is six foot eight which yeah. i don't know if that's common knowledge but he's no. six foot eight right. which is very tall the hulk is nine uh, feet tall yeah you're right. Hulk, you're right so what's the big deal how tall is uh ferrigno ferrigno yeah he's gotta be at least six eight yeah at he's least huge at least maybe he should i'm gonna look this FBI up right director. now <laughs> okay so i honestly don't know that i would recommend this book you're you're not really going to get any new insights into it. And I don't think you're going to get a satisfying like, so that explains it. Mm. So, you know, it's quick. If you're really interested, we'll have it. I'm sure it's going to be on the bestseller list, but this was uh, less entertaining than red alert. If that helps. Okay. And then Uh, Lou Frigno's six, four. Ooh, boy. Yeah. They should have got Comey to play the incredible Hulk. I mean, he's free now, so yeah, why I not? Think, well, they got Mark Ruffalo now. Oh, that's true. And he's what, five foot three? Uh, Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Yeah. Five, five, three, yeah, five, I think four. I'm taller than him. Five, five, four in Cowboy I Boots. I think, yeah. Uh, and then I read The Time Traveler, which is a poetry collection by none other than Joyce Carol Oates. A uh, time travel? It's not really about time travel, no. Why'd you start with time travel? It's called travel. Time Traveler. Okay. Uh, I read this. I, I always try to uh, pick a collection up for April, which is Natu- National Poetry Month, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read some of her other poem collections, and I liked those better. So mm-hmm. again, this was fine. I've got I've got nothing for you here because all of these were just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you had a very mediocre. Week. I know. I really did. I really did. But now I'm reading the Female Persuasion by Meg Woolitzer, which has been mm-hmm. on like every best of oh my word anticipated books for uh, the year. And I've heard that they're already talking about adapting it into a movie with Nicole Kidman. So I don't know, hmm. but I'm liking the book so far. Okay. Uh, and anything else? Oh, while well, I'm doing the Midnight House by Alex Berenson. Nice. That's our book club book. Right. I've been doing audio, so I'm slowly making mm-hmm. my way through that, and it's fine. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, I've got a trilogy. We're gonna write a trilogy about your life. It's yeah. kind of like you dealing with uh, middle age. Oh, okay. We're gonna call it Mi- Nick's Mediocre Week. Yeah. Second book is Nick's Mediocre Summer. Last book. Nick's mediocre life. I knew you were going to say that, and it right. still hurt. It's oh. still stung. well. No, not your life is mediocre. I'm just saying, okay. like that's the that's the thing. But by the third book, you've come to term. Not you, obviously. This is a different Nick based off of most of your traits and thoughts. Okay, but 
Like he'll he'll yeah. just be like, this isn't mediocre. This is life. Oh, I see. So he'll learn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in in uh, page to screen adaptation news, right. I watched the pilot for Krypton. Yeah. Loosely based on the Superman comics, and this is, after all, Superman's 80th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know that, check out the. And he display was 30 the... when he was introduced, so I mean, we're looking yeah. at 100 and. Yeah. He looks great for his age. Yeah. I hear the trunks are back and. Uh, Issue thousand of Action yeah. Comics. 1, I don't 000. think they're permanent though. No, oh, temporary yeah. trunks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was okay. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. I. I, liked, I like the trunks. Yeah, I like the trunks too. Otherwise, yeah, it's just blue. Yeah, the costume looks better. Yeah, you definitely. He's Otherwise, he's like in a wetsuit. Um, <laughs> have you watched Krypton yet? No, I think it's on Sci-Fi like, Channel. This yeah. is like Superman's have to watch grandfather. It. Yeah, but Not there's a like there's more. a time travel element that yes. makes it a little bit more somebody from the modern day in line Krypton. with what you want to know. Right. Yeah, yes, and I think that element kind Brainiac of Brainiac showing up. Yeah, there's some early players that you hope are going to stick around. That Adam Strange. Spoiler alert: Don't stick around. I'm oh, not going to no. tell you who, but oh, that was kind yeah. of a hit. It was like, oh, but I like those characters. Mm. You know. Uh, so we'll we'll probably keep going. We'll probably keep going on it. You just said uh, wheel, yeah. but you said it a few times. It sounded like whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Yeah, that's my uh, I'm trying to catch. Yeah, I'm. I have to watch it online because it's not on Hulu right. or anything. Yeah, I downloaded the Sci-Fi app. So watch to it. watch something on my computer, I have to turn my futon around. Oh, so slow facing down. the computer. Slow down. Then I have to decide: Is the monitor going to stay on the desk, or do I bring it down yeah, to the uh, coffee it? table? Mm-hmm. Usually it's the coffee table. Why don't you just watch it on your iPad? Okay. I'll just, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'll Grandpa. just watch TV on the smallest okay. screen possible. All righty. No. Uh, in other book-related news uh, relating to your bookmark, oh? uh, we did post a Twitter poll mm. to see if Eric should or should not mm-hmm. finish Abaddon's Gate, which is book three in the Expanse right. series, which he is not enjoying. Right. Uh, and it was a pretty decisive victory for Nabro. Yeah. Let's put it back. Yeah. So well, six, that's good. Sixty-seven to thirty-three. The poll could have sixty-seven percent said yeah. put it down. The poll could have also said should Eric start yeah. Abaddon's Gate at uh-huh. this point? Because uh-huh. again, this whole week I was like, I'll pick up. No, forget it. Bit of a failure to launch. Yeah, it's situation. Just, just the idea of having to get there and meet new quirky characters right. who say funny things. So, are you checking out of the series? I might be. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I'm out book wise. Okay. Because I just like the first book, and I, I want to remember enjoying the first book. Okay. And I don't want to start disliking the whole series. Mm-hmm. So, And the TV show is supposed to be good. Okay. And I can watch that with my wife. Stick so. with the old TV show. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, uh, what else have we been reading? Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, geez. Uh, I've read some comics. Okay. On my Marvel Unlimited app. Nice. Hey, it turns out I am being paid by Marvel to really uh, well, shill out the Marvel Unlimited good, app. Good, because you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't pay me. Did I get to talk about Booked? I don't think so. No, because I, I read it for the book club. So I finished Booked. Booked was an actual book. Uh, kids were very lukewarm on it. This is Kwame Alexander. Okay. This is the spiritual sequel to... Uh, Crossover? Crossover. Okay. The crossover. So this is about... It, it's a soccer-based book, but soccer does not really play a lo- role in here. And the poetry is very... Like, it seems like he had to write this in a poet form. Okay. Because the first book was in uh, verse. Right. So this... It just... It doesn't have the same, like, life to it. Like, uh, Crossover used a lot of the structure. Like, they were sent... The pages and the text were, you know 
warped. Okay. And you, it felt like there was movement and there was a lot of bold. In Booked, there's like, no. There's at the beginning a little, but there's no soccer. There's very little... Uh, and you were hoping for soccer. Well, I guess I just... I mean, I thought for the kids... Because yeah. they like, because uh, they wanted to read it, because they liked how the basketball right. was represented in the first book. Um, but yeah, none of this. The kid goes through divorce. Uh, his parents are going through divorce, so it's really about him just having to deal with that. But it's he's a very passive character. Nothing really happens. The ending is very unsatisfying because there seems like there's a lot of plot threads, okay, uh, unresolved. The kids were not fans. But the seventh graders were a big fan of the war that saved my life. Oh yeah, I've heard only good. One of my, um, one of my in the in the adult book club, they saw the the group was doing that, mm-hmm. and she picked it up and loved it. Yeah, it's very good. So, yeah, uh, it, it's fun talking to seventh graders about a book that deals with abusive parents and the effects of that. Fun, you say? Yeah. Okay. But we did. All right. We did nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um. So then. Uh, I read some comics. I read some Punisher comics by Greg Rucka. No good. I mean, they were fine. They He's just hit and miss, I find. Greg Rucka? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't really have like a MO, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't really have anything to say about the Punisher or any story to really tell. They introduced a new character who used to be a Marine and her family was killed on her wedding day. Yikes. So now she's a Punisher. But no. And I also kept reading Jason Aaron's Wolverine series. Okay. Not... It, Remember how I told you I spoiled the Wolverine comics about how oh, he yeah. ended up? Well, we all remember. All that darkness is just like left away after that. And it just becomes this like goofy kind of cartoony Wolverine deals with the Chinatown mob. Wolverine goes to Japan and deals with the mob there. And it's just kind of a lot of mob related humor. A lot of mob. <laughs> but like suddenly he's like fighting dragons okay. and he's goofing about people like, where's that Wolverine? Uh, and then there's, it's him. Know, you're kind of selling it. It's him and Sabretooth fighting a lot. And, I mean, I like a good Wolverine Sabretooth fight, but at a certain while you realize they're never going to kill each other. They right. can't. True. So, Truth. Un- unless there's something at stake other than the fact that they're just fighting, mm-hmm. I don't... Like, they can stop each other, but they can't kill each other. Yeah, anyway. they can't. Okay. I also read a Venom miniseries. Oh, yeah, people. Remember I read Venom Lethal Protector? Yeah. And, but then his all the Venom comics become, like, three-issue miniseries. I was like, oh, I can't put these on Goodreads. I can. You found they, a way. They, they found they actually have collected all the miniseries yeah. together in different volumes. So I finished Venom, The Enemy Within. Can I tell you that I never doubted you? Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. These uh these Venom comics real bad. Okay. They're dated and not in a good way. Yeah. And there's some really dumb stories in here. So. So are you done with Venom for a while? No, I'm gonna keep reading the Venom. Oh, comics. okay. I I'm see. just telling you that. What? Give me. Tell the folks some of the ones we have in our own collection right here. Uh, we have the new Venom series by Rick Rem- Remender. Like a current ongoing series? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we have his new current ongoing series. We have Spider-Man Birth of Venom, which is his origin. And we have Venom... Oh, wait, we have Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, which has Venom and Carnage. Oh. And I think we had another... No, that might be... Those might be the big ones Okay. Uh, that we have. Oh, we have we have some stuff like uh, Spider-Man American Son and... Mm-hmm. Uh, New Ways to Die. Do we have any other ones where Venom's like a good guy? I think he's kind of an anti-hero in his new ongoing. I see. So I don't think it's a villain comic. And your take on the new Venom trailer that's just dropped. Pretty bad, man. Looks very 90s, maybe late 2000s. I might say this is a Venom movie that would have been made alongside Daredevil and Elektra. Oh, Uh, that's high praise. Especially (laughs) Elektra. Somebody said it looks like a Catwoman 
uh, reboot because it's like Venom completely apart from Spider-Man. Right. Corporate thing. He discovers it, but now they're using the stuff on him, but now he's gained powers to fight them. Venom has a voice I do not recognize. Sounds like a off-brand Keith David. Uh, <laughs> people online are like, it looks like this suit's so good. It looks better than Spider-Man 3. It looks just like Spider-Man 3 without the wiring. Right. Uh, <laughs> and Tom Hardy is doing a New York accent, but it also sounds like he has a lisp. The man loves his accents. Yeah. yeah. He's not doing a good New York accent. Do you think it's fair to say that uh, Tom Hardy peaked in Star Trek uh, Nemesis? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally fair. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you could say he was in Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not debatable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it just looks, it looks, he looks like he's, deli- it's not just his accent, but some of the lines are just so stupid. He's like, it, what do you say about this company taking people and then them dying? Mm-hmm. I think that was verbatim. Wow. Right there. That sounds really good. So anyways, he does say, we are Venom, oh. but he doesn't say it like in any of the video games where we're like, we are Venom. Oh. So is that? I remember my friend when I was a kid had a toy, uh-huh. and you press the button, it would talk. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. Okay. No. What, and, what, and it would say, "I'm gonna eat your brain." There you go. And yeah. it was like recalled that because was, oh yeah, because that's what his he used to do that. Yeah, he used, he used to like threaten to eat your yeah, brain, trying to eat people's brains. But when Spider-Man. you put that in a child's toy, yeah. it just didn't didn't quite. Yeah. Grow. Another shout out to my friend Brandon Earls. Oh, that was his go. toy. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it just looks weird, man. Uh, I'm less excited for it since they started putting out trailers. Yeah. The first one was bad, but now that I've actually seen it, it's like, oh, okay, so there's barely, there's no, like, the whole commercial is him using, like, tendrils. Mm. So it's like, oh, okay, he has the Venom suit, but right. it's, like, hidden. Sometimes hidden. there's tendrils. That's cool. And then there's a shot of him being Venom. Well, I can say that my excitement level has not changed. Not it's, changed. It's okay. zero. It's nothing. Yeah. Whatever the scale is, yeah. it's, it's down there. So it's not Also... A- there's apparently this is a big thing on the internet right now. Even uh, Merriam-Webster mm-hmm. uh, got involved in this. I, I was telling you at lunch, one of the characters in the movie starts calling symbiotes oh. symbiotes, oh. and she's and it's like they call them symbiotes, and I'm like, oh, that's a weird pronunciation. And it then she weird. goes on, she's like, they're trying to re- take control of the symbiotes, I don't and like that. everybody I don't apparently like people have searched symbiote on uh google enough that miriam webster had to get involved like either way is fine <laughs> so they they did a tweet that's funny but yeah anyway it's symbiote it's symbiote person in the movie somebody uh what do you what do you say ar ar yeah I where, where you where you go in later and record lines oh yes i mean i know what you're adr mean. yeah adr yeah. yeah somebody needs to go adr and, and like be like symbiote yeah that'd be i want her to talk a totally to different voice, voice. Yeah. <laughs> they say they're trying to control symbiotes yeah oh, oh, i said symbiote wrong oh no that was your one chance oh, you got it wrong you got oh, it wrong i tried to take venom to task and he took me to school yeah, he sure did he sure did. Yeah, he just ate my brain. I know. All right, let's stop talking about Venom because we're going to be talking about him for the rest of the year. Because that true. movie doesn't come out until October, and this is slowly going to morph. We've already into talked a symbiote podcast. We've already talked more about Venom than I would have liked. If, it, this if is I'm the being... most we've talked. Yeah, somebody's talked about him since like 2007. Yeah, I mean, Topher Grace probably still pulls it out at parties. and yeah. stuff. But, <laughs> you know, most yeah. people I think are are pretty done with Venom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> let's turn our attention now to some advance notices. Yay! So. Uh, Good news, everyone. Your friend Susan Wiggs is coming back with a new book, oh, Between dear, You and Susan Me. Wiggs. Deep within the peaceful heart of Amish country, a life or death emergency shatters a quiet world to its core. Number one New York Times bestselling author Susan Wiggs delivers a riveting story that challenges our deepest held beliefs. If you're oh. a Susan Wiggs fans, 
Uh, that's coming out in June, and we'll have it here in the collection. I'm a fan of Susan's, and I'm a fan of Wigs. Yeah. Is this an author who brings those two great flavors together? Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's it's a it's a narrow audience, okay. Wigs fans <laughs> and Susan fans right. uh, coming together like yeah. this. But yes, yes, okay. I think you'll be pleased. Um, you remember how I said that I just read book two of Stone Barrington? Yeah. Well, let's fast forward to 44 okay. books later. Uh-huh. And that's not including the side books that Stone Barrington appears in. Right. So let's call it 60. Okay. But Stone Barrington number 46. He's in The Shining, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be coming out in June as well. Uh, I have very little information on this. Uh, the title was just released. It has said untitled. Now it says Turbulence. Stone Barrington is back in action and back in the line of fire. In the newest thriller from perennial fan favorite and number one New York Times bestselling author, Stuart Woods. Nice. Yeah, thank you. And finally, for those of you with a dark taste in your crime fiction, Mm. Jonathan Kellerman and Jesse Kellerman are back with their second book in the Clay Edison series. This is called A Measure of Darkness. From the best-selling father-son team who write brilliant page-turning fiction, according to Stephen King. Right. Let's pause for a minute to talk about Stephen King, who apparently reads and blurbs every single book that's published. That's true. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Every book, Uh every TV show, every movie, Stephen King has some comment on. And usually it's like, this blew my mind. Yeah. That's a fast-paced thriller. Yeah. Stop what you're doing and read it now. (laughs) Listen... (laughs) I'm not a fan of Stephen King yeah. like you are, but I'm a fan of that Stephen King. You like that guy? I like that guy. Well, he's all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I defy you to pick up any book in this office yeah. and not find a I Stephen go, King blurb. On I want to go to the books, the indie yeah. bookstore that Stephen King is running and yeah. mainly just sitting at the desk all day see what he likes. wearing his sunglasses like, hey, what's up, cat? You looking for a new yeah. book? Have yeah. I got a treat for you? <laughs> Guess what? This is going to blow your wig off. Susan Wiggs back with her latest. Anyway, let me shining (laughs) a light on this book. That was so stupid. Well, Uh, it's been a busy few years for Alameda County Coroner's Deputy Clay Addison. This is the Jonathan and Jesse Kellerman book. Right. He solved a decade-old crime and redeemed an innocent man, earning himself a suspension in the process. Things are getting serious with his girlfriend and his brother is fresh out of prison, bringing with him a great big basket of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm liking this so yeah. far. Then the call comes in the middle of the night. It's a bad one. A party in West Oakland, an argument with the neighbors, a crowd in the street, two guns firing at random, <laughs> spreading <laughs> chaos and death. Nobody knows the body count yeah. yet. What Clay does know is this. It's going to be a long, long night, longer than he ever could have imagined. Because when the dust settles, there's an extra victim, one who can't be Uh-oh. accounted for. Uh-oh. A young woman strangled instead of shot, without ID, and a stranger to all. Oh, she is Jane Doe. She is the unknown. Uh-oh. Clay's journey to give her a name and bring her justice will lead him into a bizarre, mm-hmm. a seductive world where innocence and perversity meet and mingle, where right and wrong begin to blur. Nice. And it got kind of gross at the end. <laughs> I don't think I want to read about him diving into the realms of hey, perversity. Nick, this book doesn't know karate, but it knows crazy. <laughs> That's Stephen Thank King. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you next week, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm writing a new book with my son. It's a killer. That's it. Oh, That's the blurb. Okay. That's all. It's a one line. <laughs> yep. Hold on to your hats, kids. Yeah. Stephen King's back with a new blurb. <laughs> They're publishing a collection of just Stephen King blurbs. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. 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 And you have to guess which one. Yeah. They no go context. To. No footnotes. No. no context. Nothing. And the thing is, it doesn't yeah. matter. 
a righteous surprise. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> leaves leaves you in sweat. I not in a good way. Put it down. <laughs> this scared me. And I'm Stephen King. Yeah, always, that's how he happens. Yeah, and I'm Stephen King. This was exciting. And yeah. I'm Stephen King. <laughs> this even excited me, Stephen King, <laughs> King of Horror. All right, what have you got on the New York Times bestsellers list? Hit me, baby, one uh, more time. I've got. Weren't we just talking about Britney Spears? Oh, we were talking about the Britney Spears on SNL with yeah. Tracy Morgan. Yes, yep. that was the skit. Yeah, uh, Woodrow. Hey, you know what? I did watch the last OG. Last okay. night, Tracy Morgan's new show. Uh-huh. Pretty good. I nice. liked it. I'd like to watch more. And with Tiffany Haddish, who yeah. shows up on this podcast a lot whenever yes, she we does. talk about her book, yep. which my wife has started listening to the audiobook. Yes, I've heard. You've heard the book? No, I've heard that she's done that. Oh, okay. Yep. Context. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new York Times bestsellers list. This is young adult fiction. We've okay. got some new faces, some fresh faces, oh, good. some fresh princes. I think they're from Bel Air. The fresh... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I tried to send... I, I did a tweet today. Yeah. And I was complaining about how something looked 90s. I was complaining about how the Venom movie looks like it's from the 90s. Yeah. And my thought instantly lo- went to, I need a gif of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's most people's like go-to for when they're like, we need to point out something is from the 90s? Yeah. The Fresh Prince? Yeah. That Seems like work. the best like avatar of the 90s. Sure. Yeah. Will Smith still rapping. Still being funny. Yeah. Still doing things people want to watch. Uh... Number 10, Emergent, oh, Emergency Contact by Mary H.K. Coy. After a chance... What? Oh, I don't know. Huh. Go on. <laughs> After a chance encounter, Penny and Sam develop a relationship over text messages. Can you believe it? Wait, what? Welcome to 2007. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I almost said 2018. I'm yeah. like, there's no joke in I remember saying. very clearly the first time I got a text message. I yeah. was like, what's happening? Yeah, it changed your life. Yep. Yeah. I was at the parking lot in Meyer was my friend rachel oh shout out to rachel which we worked at a library together willard library in battle oh, creek okay so this isn't the rachel i know no not the rachel Who's your you friend know. probably no. also texted you yeah. and worked at a library together yeah, that's true you're right a lot so, of confusion there yeah number nine i have lost my way oh hey buddy yeah no i let me let me just read this list oh, though, and I'll figure it out. all right, right number yep. nine i have lost my way oh hey buddy by gail foreman oh an accident uh, an accident brings three strangers together and their secrets unravel oh so uh, turns out each and every one of them Scary knows what the time. other one did last summer. Yeah. So that's number eight for every. How do I know the name. Ga- oh, she wrote "If I Stay." Okay. Yeah. How I'm back. You? I'm back now. Number eight for every one by Jason Reynolds, an inspirational poem originally written as a letter to the author himself. Confusing. That was really confusing. Yeah. Number seven, "The Hazelwood" by Melissa Albert. Number six, "Turtles All the Way Down." By John Green. More like turtles all the way into his bank account. Yeah. This, it's been here That's for true. 27 weeks. Kate liked that book. Kate, her children's library. If you'll recall. Yeah. She gray. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't like it. Never you didn't fought. like it either, did you? No. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's been done. Yeah. Been done and been done better. Yeah. Garden, by him. Garden <laughs> State. Yeah. Right. So, number five. One of Us is Lion. <gasps> uh, by Karen M. McManus. It says lying, mm-hmm. but I thought I'd put that little emphasis oh, there. Oh, I liked it. Uh, number four, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Oh, hey. He's a twofer Ooh, this wow. week. Double dipping. Mm-hmm. Number three, Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adami. Nope. Adiami. Okay. Uh, Zeely fights to restore magic to the land of Orisha. Sure. Yeah. Number two, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas by 59... No, by Angie Thomas. Been here for 59 weeks. Has it resurged to number one? I was thinking it was... It no, dropped. that was number two, man. Oh, number two. Here's okay. number one. Right, cool, cool. The Fates Divide. 
Ooh. by Veronica Roth. Oh, is this part of the Kyra game? and Akos fight oh, Lazmet, the tyrant who was thought to be dead. It's exhausting. Lazmet has returned. <laughs> it's exhausting. Lazmet, no! <laughs> I've returned, Akos, and... V- Kyra! Kyra! You always forget it's Kyra. Yes, I do, but I have returned, and my name is Lazmat. Lazmat, yes. I've come to fight you in space? Tyrant. This planet, sure. Oh, yes. We and might your, be in space. Your special... Current gifts. Gifts, yes. I shall gift. fight them. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love space, but I hate you, Kira. No, Kira. Kira and Acorn. 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 No. I shall win this very day. Oh, no. Lazmat. And that was a sample of the audiobook from Veronica Roth's latest. Yeah. This is part of the, not Divergent, the... Uh, New series. What is it? What's it called? The first one? Yeah. Uh, the Hate You Give. No. Did you just sniff like you were trying to smell the name of the book out of the <laughs> oh, air? I'm just trying to figure out what it was. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, Current Gifts book series. Yeah, current I, Gifts. I know, but I can't think of what it's called. No, the first book. Everybody knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, do they? It was a big thing. The Divide. Something Divided. Fate's uh, Divided. That's the name of the book boy, we were just talking about. This is not a good... This is not good for her. Just Carve the Mark. Carve the Mark, That's yes. what it is. The, yes. It's the Carve the Mark... Oh, duology. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I bet that wasn't meant to be a duology. Yeah. Somebody had I just had that wasn't meant that. Uh, number 10, Red Alert. Oh, hey, we're talking about the new books on the okay. adult hardcover fiction. Yeah. Or All the right. top 10. Okay. Uh, number 10, Red Alert by James Patterson and Marshall Karp. Tis I, Lazmat, fighting against the Red Squad and NYPD Red. Well, we followed you. I shall Akos return. Oh, I, no. Akos and Kyra. I must fight the, the creations of James Patterson. You'll never find him. New York. Okay. Uh, number nine, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Okay. This has been here for a while. Yeah, when are you sure going to read it? Uh, never a clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 90s. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a thing? Never a clock? Oh, I'm sorry. You're really smart. Not. Ah, uh, <laughs> rude much? <laughs> Jeez. No, hey, I apologize. Psych. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> number seven, The Sixth Day by Catherine Coulter and J.T. Ellison. Uh, spoiler alert, Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> That's the sixth sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just Sorry. spoiled the sixth sense for all our children. Listeners. Actually, you did. I never said the title. Oh, yes. they could have thought it was Die Hard. They could have. Um, all right, so this is the fifth book in the... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is a ghost in <laughs> Die Hard? Yeah. I guess uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he's damned to film Die Hard movies till eternity. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the fifth book in the A. Bright... What? I'm in sold. the A Brit in the FBI series? Oh, a Brit in the FBI, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, I, you done. know what I love about that series, style? They uh, just they don't even try. They're just like, you know, it's the FBI, but he's like a Brit. He's yeah. like an upper crusty Brit in the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, okay. After sure, the, yeah, I'll buy that. After the German vice chancellor dies. Oh, what's this? Hello. Special agents <laughs> investigate <laughs> one This is now we do it in MI6. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Did you hear the twist? No, sorry. After, I was... the, after the German vice chancellor dies, special agents investigate one of Dracula's descendants? <laughs> That's the greatest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Tis I, Lazmat, descendant of Dracula. <laughs> I can't do a British accent. So yeah, I can't. Good for you for not like, trying. Uh, Oi there. Re- yeah. That's, That's fine. Yeah. What else <laughs> we got? We're going to stop you if I ain't a Briton. I shall fight you to the very end. You uh, have no current gift. <laughs> But we've also joined the FBI now. Focus is and foiled I, once more. Ira, 
Whatever, Acorn. We're, we're current gifts in the FBI new series. Acorn and Carl have returned. <laughs> Number six, The Female pers- Persuasion by Meg Willitzer. That's what I'm reading. That's what I'm reading right now. Yeah. Good stuff so far. Nice. Uh, number five, Shoot First by Stuart Woods. I don't think it's a great idea. Well, it's okay. If you shoot first, you're able to ask questions right after. Yeah, but I would just say... No, watch. Blam! Hey, uh, should I have shot you? It's too late. Uh, it's too late to ask that question. That's uh, what I'm saying. You got to do that first. You ask the questions first. Right. Okay. All right. Whatever. Hey, Whatever. should I... Oh, boom! Oh. Oh, before I could finish. Is this Stone Barrington? Yeah, yeah the Stone Barrington wow. searches for the person who plotted to kill the woman behind a cutting-edge software Wowzer. startup. Wowzer. This is book 230. <laughs> yeah. You're not kidding. Uh, number four. Because that th- other one is set to come out June 5th, and this is currently on... That's, that's yeah, hardly any time at Stuart all. Stuart Woods has a current gift where he can I just guess so. put out Stone Barrington books. <laughs> oh, well, good for him. Uh, number four. The Thief by J.R. Ward. Uh, this is the 16th book. I don't have to tell you. You know yeah. this is oh, the 16th. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. You've been counting the days. Yeah, I have. 16th book in the Black Dagger Brotherhood yep. series. Yep. Sola Morte... Falls for a man who sells weapons to a group of vampire yeah. warriors. Don't tell me too much. Uh, I, I was so anxious to get this book. I set up a tent outside of the borders for uh-huh. two nights, only to Uh-oh. realize borders closed about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Nick, that borders have been closed for 30 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You ain't kidding. Uh, number three, I've got My Eyes on You by Mary Higgins Clark. Not a murderer. Nope. Nope. That then, we know you of. know what? That we know of. That's, I think that that's our official stance. Mary Higgins Clark. All the books is coming out that Mary Higgins Clark is not, not a murderer. A murderer. Uh, number two, After Anna by Lisa Scottaline. Mm. A woman marries a widower and reunites with her teenage daughter who is murdered soon after. And Ooh. the husband is put on trial for it. How is her? Yeah. Uh, number one, Circe by Madeline Miller. Zeus banishes Helios' daughter to an island where she must choose between living with gods or mortals. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying wow because first it's crazy that that's number one, mm-hmm. and second, what is this book? It's called Circe. No, by I know. Madeline have, Miller. Have you ever heard of this book? Yeah, it's about. Uh, no, I know. Helios's daughter okay. is banished by Zeus okay. to an island, and she has yeah. to choose between living with gods or mortals. But seriously, have you ever heard of this book? No, this is crazy. This just came out of nowhere, and people bizarre. wanted it. Yeah, this is so bizarre. Maybe I'm looking at it right now. It makes no sense. To maybe me. it's fans of the DC character Circe. Oh yes. Yeah. Sure. What would you choose? Would you choose to live with the gods or mortals? Look, if they're the Greek gods, no thank you. What an odd thing. Yeah. I mean, Madeline Miller writes other things. She has her Song of Achilles uh, series, I guess. Well, there you go. That's what this is. Okay. I don't know if that's true. Bizarre. Again. Okay. Who are you picking? Whatever. Who are you picking? Oh, sorry. Give me the, give me my choices. You live with mortals or gods, but uh, I think they're the Greek gods. Is Lazmat a mortal or a god? He's working on his way to becoming a god, Ooh. so it could go either way. Oh, boy. Yeah. <sighs> mortal. Uh-huh. I got to go mortal. I All like right. a good struggle. I got to w- work against something, you know? Hmm. Like your bad attitude. Mine? No. Just Son kidding. It's my current gun. gift. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? Uh, yeah, I believe that is it. Okay good times well as we not only do i believe it i know it okay as we're winding down uh, national poetry month we've had displays throughout the library we had heather hallberg yonda come and do a reading a little bit earlier that's true uh, the displays are still up so you can come check them out and find some things we have a lot of 
a lot of the collections uh, from authors who have visited the library the past couple of years, we have all their work sort of gathered, uh, the, the poets who have come in the past. My favorite, probably Danica Kelly, who's come so That's far. True. Though I really love James Zoller's, uh, I know, James Zoller's collection, uh, Simple Clutter, I really mm-hmm. liked, which we do have in the collection. I've read On well. the Floodplains or The Floodplains. Oh, okay. Don't go to the floodplains, they're flooded. But you weren't a fan. Look. Of, of the two, I didn't, I would, Living on the Floodplain wasn't nearly as good as Simple Clutter, mm-hmm. if you ask me. And I think that you should. Okay. Do you have, I mean, I know, I know poetry's mm-hmm. not your jam. You don't have a, any that you'd like or any uh, go-tos. There was something might... I liked. You okay. mean like, do I read poetry? No, no. Uh, I just mean, you know, is there one that stands out in your mind, maybe? There was a one collection that I liked because it was unpretentious. Oh. Uh, or maybe it was pretentious and I was so, feeling pretentious at the moment. judgment. <laughs> um. I can't remember what it was called. Did I put that in nonfiction? All right. Well, sorry to put you on the spot. Thanks, Ben. Um, oh, I think I put it in favorites of all places. I really like Joyce Carol Oates' collection, Women Whose Lives Are Food, Men Whose mm. Lives Are Money. Mm. I thought that was good. Uh, in Naomi She Have Nice Collection, Hugging the Jukebox, there were several, including the title poem, that I did really like. Uh-huh. Uh, probably the best collection that I've read in the last couple of years would be When Green Becomes Tomatoes, Poems for All Season mm. uh, by Julie Fogliano. This was one that I, I believe in 2016 was up for the Goodreads Choice Award for children's book. So this is this is put together like a like a picture book, you okay. know. Uh, but the poems in it I thought were really good. And like my son liked them. I liked them. I thought it was just kind of a hit all around. Mm. Uh, I don't think it ended up winning but it definitely got a lot of attention, and I was impressed with that. Uh, okay, with that collection. Uh, the book I read was "God's Silence" by Franz Wright. Okay, it was good. Have you read any like um, I, I don't even know how to like like epic like a Beowulf or something like that? That's in that verse format. Uh, I've read some Shakespeare. Okay, I did enjoy uh, Tolkien's "The Fall of Arthur," oh. which came out a couple years back. All right, I thought that was pretty good, but. Anyway, uh, the focus that we're going to do today is we're going to we're going to uh, talk about some collections that are supposedly, for those of you who are not that interested in poetry, these are good starts. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be pulling some from uh, the Huffington Post, uh, a blog post that was uh, originally compiled by Victoria Chang. You can find this at HuffingtonPost.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and here are a couple that, that the author of this article, Victoria Chang, has pulled out as things that you might suggest to people who aren't that interested. Mm. So the first, uh, Billy Collins. Are you familiar with Billy Collins? He he was the, the Poet Laureate. Is that what for I a while. know his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he just, I think, Rain in Portugal was his last collection that just came mm. out. I read that, God and the rain. none of those none of those really like hit me, as mm. they do sometimes, but it was fine. But did you read Sailing Alone Around the Room? I didn't. I didn't, but that is the one that's suggested here by the author. Ah. Uh, and she says that Collins is the king of approachable and accessible poetry. And from what I've read of his, I would agree. Mm. I didn't particularly like it, mm-hmm. but it was very easy to identify with and, and relate to. They, none mm-hmm. of them just like knocked me out of the park. So it's suggested here, um, sailing alone around the room. And the author here suggests he's probably the best poet to start with for people who think they don't like poetry. Right. And I can tell you that when he reads... Uh, when he holds like lectures and things, you can find a lot of these on YouTube. His delivery of them really sells them. You know, he's he's such a good uh, orator that he makes them interesting, even if poetry's not your jam. So thanks for just rocking and staring. Sorry, at me for man. I'm, I'm just the last twenty five minutes. I'm just minutes. trying to think of. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of poetry and t- anything to say that doesn't sound snotty. All right. So I'm wor- I'm working on the. Uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, 
So really aggressive, I really know. aggressive. You kind of act like poetry, like you were talking to a girl that you really <laughs> liked, and poetry came up <laughs> and like rode its bike through a <laughs> mud puddle that splashed on your crotch, yeah. and we're like Eric Peters pants, yeah. And then like she walked away, and you were like, No, I didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it seems your relationship <laughs> poetry, with poetry though would have been like tires burning, yeah. water splashing, yeah, boy ashamed, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, you, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I think you just wrote a haiku. I'm, <laughs> you know, so maybe, maybe it's that you won't give yourself over uh, to poetry. Okay. Maybe you got a lot bottled up inside of you. Okay. That the poetry would don't, just fly. Don't knock on the door. It will open. Don't go inside. <laughs> it will close. <laughs> Let me tell you, Home. every time you do this, it's <laughs> so good. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> doesn't mean anything yes it does mean stuff ah! it absolutely does <laughs> that in particular all right i don't know i i feel like maybe you're some sort of poetry savant and i, <laughs> I maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm uh, wrong okay. but i i feel this like is, there's something this there is, uh, this is our goodwill hunting okay. i'm matt damon could be i'm just writing poetry on a chalkboard yeah. and somebody while well, i'm taking out the trash and you're yeah. like you have a gift yeah you could be somebody yeah, exactly exactly i don't care about poetry i just want to clean <laughs> Next on the list here, Delights and Shadows by Ted Kuzer. Kuzer's <laughs> a poet of the simplest, most accessible language and is Kuzer well-loved sounds by familiar. Men. His book, like all his work, draws inspiration from everyday life and the details, objects, and images most overlook. Uh, Simple Clutter by Jim Zoller that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. which we have in our collection. Right. That's what that's about. It It's like simple, even like household items, mm. um, like pulling meaning out of that and relating things to those simple items. Mm-hmm. That's why it works so well for me. And it sounds like this is along those lines. Mm. A Gold Cell by Sharon Olds. Uh, she says, no American poet can write about personal sexuality, the body and family in such universal, unabashed, and riveting ways. Huh. Huh. Watch me. You want to take one? Take, write a sexually... <laughs> no. I, uh, no way. Okay. <laughs> no. I meant read the next one. <laughs> the Rose by Ye, uh, by Lee Young Lee. Or is, I might be saying that wrong. Oh, I think you're fine. Well, it's L-I yeah. and then L-E-E yeah. later, so yeah. they can't both be Lee. Sure they can. Oh. Lee is a poet who values plain language, isn't afraid to veer towards sentimentality when addressing universal themes like love and family. This is Lee's first book, and his later works are more sophisticated, but I still love this book most for its naivety and simplicity. This is the author of the Huffington Post, not myself. That was in my opinion. Victoria Chang. Yeah, Victoria Chang. Now, many of these, uh, if we don't have this particular collection in the... uh, or. Yeah, this particular collection in our library collection, we have most of these authors, and we can certainly get them from any other library. So if any of these are striking your interest, we'll hook you up. All right. The Collected Poems of Lucille Clifton. Clifton's physically small, lowercase poems were often written at the kitchen table while managing her six children. Oh, boy. Yeah. Elegy Ode by Bob Hickok. Hickok's Mm -hmm. poetry is always accessible, whimsical, and surprising. He connects Mm -hmm. unexpected things into fluid poems about death. Mm -hmm. Ooh dark uh the half finished heaven by thomas transtromer uh you use a transtrometer to judge how long a poem is i see yeah well, that's helpful uh transtromer is a swedish poet who won the nobel prize in literature in 2011 hmm. i remember 2011 yeah it was a good good year his poems are mystical ruminations on the human condition and his arresting images leave the reader holding breath usually at the end of the poems wow yeah. All Do you right. think that's because they're so long, but you have to read them in one one breath? It could be. It could be. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to... we got a lot of listener responses on this, so I want right. to get to that as well. So, Cosmos Trilogy. 
Okay. Oh, sorry. By Frederick Seidel. Seidel mm-hmm. uh, is a New York poet, if you believe it. Interesting. Who dazzles readers with his life in the fast and wealthy lane. Right. Uh, Louise Gluck. Uh, the Wild Iris is the one selected here. Mm. Louise Gluck is one that always comes up in these lists. She's mm-hmm. she's kind of universally uh, beloved, I think. Rock or so bust. You're, yeah. <laughs> uh, the author here says, Gluck's voice is always dark and stark, but startling mm-hmm. as she addresses themes related to death, God, and life. Ah. So we'll post all of these uh, to our uh, Twitter page, which you can find at All the Book Show on Twitter. Uh, also, you can follow us at David A. Howe Public Library on Facebook, but usually the show-related stuff, we right. uh, stick to Twitter, so you can find it there. I like books that feel Is this like a poem? poetry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I like Station Eleven, and I like... Yeah. Uh, there was another one I was going to pick. The Canticle for Leibowitz, mm-hmm. because they feel like they're poetic. Yeah. Even though they're, you know, just prose. Well, going back to our uh, conversation with Naomi Shihab Nye, uh, that's that's how I feel about her books. Mm. Like her, uh, The Turtle of Oman, and uh, Kate agreed to the same thing with Habibi, that they, they feel very fluid and very mm-hmm. um, poetic. So, yeah, I, that's definitely a style. Uh, let's take a peek at some of the listener responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take it away. Okay, I've totally opened up my Facebook page. All right, Facebook uh, <laughs> user Andrew suggests William Wordsworth. Uh, and you can find, poets.org has so many. I mean, you can just type in a name, and it'll bring up a list of the poems. You can just click on them, find them right there. Uh, yes. So if you're a fan, you can look there. Our own Jason Marsden uh, suggests Advice to My Son by Peter Meinke. And again, mm. uh, on our on our David A. Howe Library Facebook page, we've linked to all of these poems. So we'll... Right. You can you can take a look there as well. Uh, Tony Hoagland was suggested by a Facebook user. Uh, uh, Facebook user Sherry posts uh, a YouTube video uh, of a Billy Collins poem uh, mm-hmm. "Litany," which is recited by a three-year-old. So hmm. she thinks that you know, obviously makes it more entertaining. Right. So you you can find a link to that there as well. Uh, T. S. Eliot, a name that came up quite a bit. Mm. Uh, let, me, let me find some specific poems. We're getting a lot T. of... T.S. Eliot is poetry for those who like poetry. I see. So not Eric. Okay. <laughs> I haven't uh, read any T.S. Eliot. I'll list some of the... Um, no, I don't think so. Mm. I guess, didn't he write the, the book that Cats is based on? Uh, what? Isn't that <laughs> how he wants to be known? <laughs> um, let me find a couple... Uh, okay, here's here's one that I could share with you. Uh, Facebook user Mary suggests Robert Frost, and here is the poem she suggests. Hit us. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. Well, that's a famous one. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Sylvia Plath got some mentions here. We got another Robert Frost. That's an easy to share one here. Uh, Fire and Ice by Robert Frost was suggested by Facebook user. Let's see. Valerie. Fire and ice goes like this. Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. But if I had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. <laughs> Succinct little poem. <laughs> uh, 
Sue mentions John Donne and T.S. Eliot as well. Mm. So a lot of a lot of variety and a lot of the same yeah. on here. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Uh, we have a pretty expansive poetry collection here at the David A. Yeah. Howe Public Library. In the 800s. Yes, that's right. Uh, the main floor, we have, uh, of course, the newer stuff. But downstairs, we have about two rows that's just poetry collection. Right. Of, you know, famous poets that right. anyone can name drop. I guess I like the crossover. Yeah. That was poetry. Yeah. But that was, I mean, yeah, that was good. That but counts. it was t- it was telling a story, and you could definitely, like, break yeah. it down and just make it prose if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. go on. Uh, no, just saying that if you want to discover someone new, mm-hmm. I would suggest diving down into the stacks because we do have about two full rows, as I said, of, of poets that range from the most famous <clears throat> to, you know, one collection. Um, I've seen the 2015 Macbeth film mm. with Michael Fassbender. And, yes. Uh, anyway, that was, they like that. all they did was talk in verse. All right. It was Shakespeare talk. All right, lots of lots <laughs> of. Uh, that's all right. I'm trying to relate to you. We have a strong poetry collection here. Is the bottom line there? We hope you'll come in and check it out. The display will be up for another week or so, so you can browse some of the uh, work of poets who visit the library in the last couple of years. Uh, we're winding up April. What else you got going on this month for library news? Uh, teen photography show is up. Yes, it, it is. is live. It is an impressive <coughs> batch of photos this uh, year. We have uh, more than 110. Wow. Uh, photos. Uh, is that a record? I think so. Wow. I can't remember what we were at last year. I think we were at like one it's close. Eight, yeah. 108. Yeah, yeah. So it's by three. But that's enough. Mm-hmm. You can uh, win running by milliseconds. You can win photos by Thank you. photos. Thanks for thanks <laughs> yeah. for putting that in terms I can so understand. So that's up for two weeks uh, as of now. And the reception is, the, is May 1st. Uh, patrons and the community members can just come in and vote for their favorite. And they'll get the... that. The winner gets the People's Choice Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also other awards. I get to choose a winner. Yep, that's true. The Director's Award. Yep. So, and then Brian Oglesby. Nick has a very particular taste. Yeah. It's, yeah. If there's no cowboy boots, yeah. forget it. Yeah. He prefers the cowboy boots alone. Yeah. If it's just cowboy boots like by a stream, yeah. you're locked in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's true. You're no definitely arguments. running up. Yeah. Yep. So. You want to write a poem about cowboy boots by a stream? You want me to do that for you? Yeah, if you would. All right. right now? Yeah, please. Oh, geez. Yeah. I can't. I can't on demand. Oh. I can't write poetry. I think you can. But. All right. <laughs> All right. Had your chance. Muffed All right. it. All right. Uh, what else do I have? Boy, we have uh, Sunny and Pearly coming up this week with our April in Paris show. It's going to be uh, April 26th at 7 o'clock. And then next month, we have a, a new group called Arco Iris coming. They do uh, Latin and Brazilian music. Uh, they're new to the, the auditorium stage. Never been here before. Mm-hmm. That's May 17th. And then, as uh, mentioned many times, Alex Berenson will be here on June 2nd at 2 o'clock. You can get your book signed, listen to a talk from the author. We're looking forward to that. Mm. Book clubs are currently reading The Midnight House by Alex Berenson and The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Nice. The Glass Castle, uh, we actually just added the movie to our collection. Oh, nice. And just as you guys are doing the book club. This was a patron's pick, right? The Glass Castle? Yep, yep. We just, uh, yeah, people can just toss in any book that they're interested in reading. We just draw them out randomly and whatever it is, as long as there are copies available, we do it. This is actually our first nonfiction history of the book club since I've been doing them. They've just been strictly fiction. So this is a a new new genre for the old book club. So right. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for this week. Nice. Any final thoughts? Any oh. cowboy boot related poetry? No, it's fine. Cowboy. We'll, we'll tip it. Boots in. and crust and mud, blood and rust and mistrust. 
Yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. I love I it. I panicked. I actually think that's a Tammy Wynette song, but that's Darn fine. it. That's fine. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next week, episode 141.